I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Necronomicon Ex Mortis, the book of the dead. Your move, creep. He didn't get out of the cop, the duty car! I have something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Welcome to WrestleMania 2, right here in Los Angeles, California. Joining me tonight, His Lordship Lord Alfred Hayes, along with beautiful Elvira. What a pair we make, right here at ringside. This is Captain Blake from The Fog. Just want to give you mateys a warning. Anytime Mr. Damiano makes an appearance, salty language is always there to follow. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Shocking Things. We have back on the top 10 guy, Neil Damiano. What's going on, John? Uh, not too much, Neil. How you doing? Doing all right. Good, good. Uh, this episode uh, is basically about how Neil and I both were born in the 70s and grew up in the 80s. And uh, I talked to some people who are into horror that are younger and... They they don't really know exactly what I mean. They see movies, they see TV shows about how it was in the eighties, but they don't really know exactly what it was to actually grow up in the eighties, especially during the whole slasher era. You know, when a lot of this stuff was really starting to get very popular. You know, right? Well, I mean, what I always say with with the with the kids that are like 25, 25, 30, uh, age range is that um, they grew up in a time when horror was was already or or really becoming a mainstream commodity or popular. When when me and you were growing up, John, if you horror was not popular really in terms of people liking it, it was it was on TV and it was in the theaters, but the critics never never uh, recognized it or. Um, the Academy Awards certainly never recognized it. Yeah, not. you're right. That that's actually well, a really good point you have because right. so, um, because you look at something like Science of the Lambs, that's really a horror movie. But you know, if right. that was uh, done in the '80s, they would just be like, yeah, whatever. They you know just get swept under the rug, basically, right? Right, right. And a lot of those films were were considered misogynistic in the '80s, uh, big time. So people kind of shunned away from them and it, you know, it didn't really get popular. I would have to say, I mean, slasher films, they died down towards the tail end of the eighties and new genre of horror started coming in. But I would have to say the person that really lit the flame again for slasher films has to, the credit has to go to Wes Craven with scream with no Mm -hmm. doubt about it. But I mean, like, you know, back then, uh, if you liked horror films, I grew up in a neighborhood where we all liked horror films, so I really didn't experience this. But when I go to school and talk about horror films, kids weren't really, you know, kids were watching like E.T., The Never Ending <laughs> They weren't watching, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, and, you know, Halloween 3 and stuff, like in, in 81, 82, and 83. You know, they weren't watching that stuff. Just me and, and like, my neighborhood kids. There were, yeah, there were, like, literally, like, a handful of friends of mine that were into it. But most of them, yeah. Like, I mean, we all had Star Wars in common, you know, movies like <laughs> Tron. Those, you know, those type of movies. But there's only a handful that would actually, 
we'd have discussions about horror movies, you know, and try and sneak up. And this is another thing there. Um, my parents weren't really the biggest into horror. My dad was at times, but my mother definitely didn't like them unless it was something like, um, like Alfred Hitchcock type, but not like slasher well, stuff like that. I mean, my my mother didn't like the slasher films. She let yeah. me, she let us watch them, but she didn't like them. But my mom was a big sci-fi. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sci-fi. She loved like um, Star Trek, the original 1960s series. Yeah. And the Land Before Time and stuff like like you know that kind of stuff. Okay. She was in that. You know, kind of rubbed off on me. I like started liking Star Trek and 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 um, Star Wars. You know, like fantasy stuff and sci-fi. But I also liked the night. You know, I was really big in the Nightmare on Elm Street, the original in 1984. I remember loving that film when it came on cable. Just this was this was funny. I had one friend who actually did see it in the theaters, and wow. he told me about it. And I remember my first thought, he goes, oh, you got to see this. Because he knew I liked the Friday 13th movies. He goes, you got to see this one. This one's yeah. really good. It's, got, it's right. got this guy, Freddy, in it. And my first thought was, oh, it sounds like a ripoff of Jason. He, his name is Freddy. He's got the, you know, the, the oh, no, no. He goes, you got to see it. And then it took like a year for it to come on, like HBO at the time. Right, right. And, yep. uh, and that's when I saw it. And I saw it late at night. And uh, this was funny. Because I saw it. And then when I'm watching it, my furnace turned on while watching it and i was recording it and i got scared and i stopped recording it yeah. that, that's how ridiculous i was well, i mean i couldn't go down in my basement after watching <laughs> it. i mean like i remember you know having trouble falling asleep and you know I, we were young and it was scary but i'll tell you what friday the 13th scared the shit out of me. <laughs> the, the original like just the, the there are certain parts of that film that scared me so much as a kid because I, I watched it like when it was out and I was very young on, on cable. I didn't see it in the theater, yeah. obviously, but cable. And like, you know, I don't, I, I mean, I know you've seen it a hundred times like me, John, but certain parts you remember, like, like Mr. Chris Christie coming up to, you know, Mrs. Voorhees in the rain and going, <laughs> what are you doing out in this mess? And then the music comes up and he yeah. she stabs him with the yellow raincoat yeah. on. That part scared the shit out of me. And when um, I forget her name, but she's out in the archery area and she hears mm-hmm. the little kid crying help me help me and then she gets you know killed out there you know certain parts that you know you just remember in your childhood collective that just scared you so much you know what i mean when you watch them when you're that young this is the funny thing i didn't see i I didn't see the i saw the first one i saw as a kid was three okay so you had so i yeah so that was the first one i saw and And then then and then, you know, later on, I went back to watch them. But I remember when I saw three, and then it was a big deal, especially back then, because, you know, uh, who knew, like, how often you're ever going to see this. When the part four came out, Build is the final chapter. Right. I actually thought that was the final one. And it was so playing. Did, so and, did me. Yeah, yeah. So did we. Yeah. yeah. So I bought into this as a kid. And I remember the in Hamden, I don't know if you remember, there was a Strand Theater in Hamden, Connecticut. No, I mean, I, I've heard of it now, but no, I mean... I, I... Uh, when the final chapter came out, this is how it was in the 80s. You're thinking, I don't know when I'm going to see this movie. So I told my mom, because all my neighborhood friends were all like, oh, we're going to go to Strand Theater. They're playing the final chapter. And which is now, this is kind of a thing of the past now, but this was uh, in hand and they had a few second run theaters. So there'd be the first run theaters where whatever the latest movie is, and then it'd be full mm-hmm. price, 
And then after like a month or two, whatever, something wasn't, you know, was popular anymore. It would go into second run theaters with right. reduced admission. So you'd have to wait a month or so, but then you could see it. And that's, yeah, that was we, the closest had, one to my house. So that's, that's the reason why they were like, okay. We I wanted... in Hamden. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We had, we had two in the West Haven, New Haven area. We had the, the good old forest theater. And I'll talk yeah. about that if you yeah. want. Cause that's a, that's a, yes. Um, and then we had York Square Cinema in New Haven, yeah. which was, excuse me, which was an art house theater, which played a lot of independent films mm-hmm. and a lot of horror films growing up. But that was in New Haven. Yes. So those two theaters we frequent off, uh, often, you know, especially the Forest Theater. Yeah. You know, the Forest Theater is pretty iconic. I, I think some kids made a documentary on it, if I'm not sure. Okay. But if, if, if I could just. If you could visualize your audience that this, if, if they didn't grow up in West Haven and never been to the Forest Theater, first of all, the movies were 99 cents. They were literally a dollar. And a candy was like 50 cents a box and popcorn was like a dollar 50 or something. And what was great about the Forest Theater was it was this little rundown brick theater. But it had, like, if you watch in the movies, you know how it has the ticket holder person inside their own separate booth with the window and the little slot on the bottom when you put the money in and take the ticket? Like you see in the movies all the time? The Forest Theater had that, which was fantastic. The the ticket wasn't inside. You didn't get it inside. You got it outside in the middle of this little, like, glass type of booth thing where the the, um, lady would sit in there and take your ticket. Which is like so extinct now, like for oh, the yeah, most part, very rarely see it. And, and the funny thing is about that, the last movie I saw at the Forest Theater was Freddy versus Jason, oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> which is which is interesting because it spawned, you know, from the eighties. And I bought the and back and this was what year was that? Two thousand like one? Do you even remember what year that came out? The movie. Uh, yeah, something like that, 2000, because the forest closed like early 2000s sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, so I remember I gave the kid money, and I wasn't expecting any money back, and he gave me change back. I was like, it was only $2? I'm like, so back then, it was still only $2 at that time, so... Yeah, it never got past $5. I'm sure it went up, but when I was a kid going, it was it was a dollar. Yeah. Literally, like a dollar <laughs> yeah. to see a movie. And, and I saw uh, some really good, really good movies there. Uh, yeah, I saw War Games movies. in the '80s. I saw War Games. I remember that. Yep, I saw In the Name of the Father. Just non-horror, a lot of non-horror yeah. films there. Um, but like you know, um, but that was a a staple theater for me growing up in in West Haven. And um, you know, they tore it down, but um, it, and it had a actually had a video rental. Um, place behind it called Video Plus. Which oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so I used to rent movies from there too. It, it, um, and they had a fantastic um, horror section where I got most of my horror education from there. But all, <laughs> all those mom and pop uh, video stores in that era were, were great too and around West Haven. Um, but, you know, like, and then I started going later on to the Fourplex, which was great. That was a great theater, too, and that's no longer here either. Yeah, no, I used to go there. My grandfather liked that theater, and I saw um, – this is a funny story I could tell you. I saw Monster Squad there. This one movie. Right. And, and the experience I'll never forget that was hilarious was we went in there. He liked going to, like, the Saturday matinee movies. Right. There were three women 
that had to be like in their 70s that sat in the front row. I'm thinking like, wow, that's weird that they like my grandfather loved horror. So like for him, especially Universal Monsters. So that's why he wanted to see this, you know, Monster Squad. So I thought it was weird that these women were there. I'm like, okay, are they really into this? And it started off, and if you've seen it in a while, how it has like the Dracula character and people are getting killed. And they just all were like appalled. And after like five minutes, they stood up and walked out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's great. When that happens. Yeah. No, it's, uh, that's funny. I mean, there were some movies that my mom wouldn't let us see. Like, I didn't see Texas Chainsaw Massacre until years later, obviously. Years later, and I didn't see that when I was a kid. I saw part two actually before I saw the original. Okay, yeah. See, yeah, then when we were talking yeah. before about Friday Thirteenth Part Four, I wasn't allowed. My mother would not let me see the final chapter. I was very upset about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah. with with part two, I remember uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're saying I was pissed at my brother in Hamden. There's a movie theater, the Hamden Mart. He went with another. Uh, friend of ours in the neighborhood to see it without telling me and it was that pissed me off because i wanted to go see this yeah <laughs> and neil and i recently saw that again uh, last year and we didn't realize how terrible it was right <laughs> oh yeah it's it's, uh, it's not a good movie it, it, it's funny and it's fun to watch but it's not at the um, time I, I loved it in the 80s i thought it was great Absolutely. As a teenager, you know, however I was like thirteen or so at the time, I thought it was I thought it was great. You know, yeah, it's funny. I mean, it Dennis Hopper just acting like a goofball in it, and and, you know, it it had its moments. It was very funny. I mean, it's nothing like the original, obviously. No, completely different. I remember seeing part three in the theater in fourplex. I saw part three. Oh yeah, that's a real doozy. Yeah. And that was, yeah, real campy too. But um, I've seen so many movies in the fourplex. I can't even count. I mean, I've seen countless films. No, who there. was it? No, your cousin worked there? Is that how you got to see a lot of movies there? Yeah, I had a cousin that, that worked there for uh, as a ticket um, holder. Oh, okay. Go all the time and, and see it. And then I go to the fun factory and uh play arcade games it's just it's sad you don't see all that you don't see that kind of culture anymore i think they got robbed the kids today um there's a lot of venues bringing it back and we're going as adults but it's it's not the same because i could tell you i don't want to cut you off but like just because i have this thought in my head um I was just explaining this to Laura uh, last night. You're watching that movie. I was telling you about Nightmares, that anthology movie, other yeah. in the arcade. And I told her, I said, in the 80s, like, this is actually how it was, especially like the Milford Rack is the one that the big one that yeah. I would go to. I explained to her, like, say I was 10 years old. I would walk in there. I'd want to play whatever the hottest game was. Like, let's say it was like Punch Out. Right. Well, guess what? There's a kid who's 15 years old, and he'd have a whole row of quarters lined up, <laughs> basically saying, kid, I'm going to be here for an hour or two, so get lost. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, do, do you remember that, Neil, like those type of uh, experiences going to the arcade? Yeah, I mean, it was a big, you know, we had Silverbrook Arcade right off of Campbell Ave. I went there once, yep, I know you're talking about. It had like the old pinball machines and the skeetball, all that kind of stuff yep. in there. Um, the the claw machine, all that kind of stuff was in there. It was Fleer, all that kind of, of gaming stuff. 
And, um, you know, we'd spend hours in there as kids just playing video games and, you know, Paperboy and, and all those classic video games and uh, before Nintendo system came out. Well, um, that's the thing is, like, people, like, young people understand, like, it's not like now you can have at your fingertips all these, like, incredible video games. We had Atari 2600, and, right. like, that was, you know, in the 80s, like, nothing, like... You know, going to the arcade. Yeah, like, I mean, completely we different. Rich growing up, and God, you know, I don't know how my mom was God. I don't know how she got, but she she bought us all that kind of stuff. She saved up and yeah. playways, and you know, all those stores that are no longer around. We're going down a rabbit hole now, John. Memory lane of nostalgia with like Caldors and Bradleys, all these places that you know carried the child world where I'd get my Nintendo games. Oh from. yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, the Nintendo, yeah, then when that came out, that was just like, oh my god, like, now, like, this yeah, it was Atari 2600, it, like, blew it out of the water, you know? Right, I mean, it was 8-bit, and, like, the games were really fun, there was a lot of platform games. I was obsessed with Kung Fu, I don't know about you, but I used to play Kung, Kung Fu. Kung Fu was a great game, yeah. <laughs> but I used to play, because I was in the skateboard, and I used to play 720 yeah. Factory all the time. Where the bees would come and get you, and then later I played that at, at the at the at the fun factor was that in the the post mall. It was at the it was right when you crossed the parking lot of the fourplex. Okay. Fun factor was right on the corner. Okay, I never I didn't realize that was the name of it because I do remember going there and I do remember like I didn't realize that was the name, but yep, it I did play small that there. Arcade, but it had yep. fantastic games yep. in it. I did play, and I remember <laughs> this was like oh, an odd memory that would. Like, uh, um, I remember going there for whatever reason. We were there Halloween night, and I remember a guy dressed up as King Diamond playing in the arcade. I mean, it was a headbanger place. It was a lot yeah. of old kids with the jean jackets and the patches, Megadeth patches on the back, yeah. and Anthrax, and still a lot of thrash kids hung out in there, um, smoking their cigarettes and stuff. And I used to. Yeah, was which kid. was like normal back then. You can go in these places, people smoke cigarettes, and yeah, that was I mean, like totally normal. <laughs> it was that. It was that 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 time period of culture of, of yeah. eighty five, eighty six, where you know you had like I call them the River's Edge kids, where they like you know they had the long hair and yeah, the jacket vests and stuff. I, like I had the mullet. I didn't have the long hair. I had the mullet. I don't know about you. Yeah, I had. Like, <laughs> I had my Iron Maiden jean jacket and stuff at a certain point. And, um, you know, I, I was getting into all that kind of stuff. And, 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 you know, it was it was fun. It was a fun time that you just it no longer exists. No. And it was cool. it's funny because, you know, speaking of like, you know, the jean jackets and the, the patches or uh, the one place my dad would bring me. Because there's nothing else in the area. Again, it's not like now you can just buy whatever you want online. There was it, no hot topic back. Then. Yeah, yeah. There was no hot. Like if you wanted stuff, you had to seek it out. You know, you had to you really had to go. To, at one point, you had to go to the concert to get the shirt. Yes, and then the yeah. next best thing was you could either you could find a place if you're lucky, which we did, or you could order on order from uh like from like. Rip magazine or hit parader back then, and if you ever tried doing that, the process back then was such a pain in the ass. You had to write a check or a money order, and you'd have to wait forever, and you'd have to write alternates because they would never have what you wanted. There was no stock. Amazon, right? There was none of the stuff. But I know, I know where you're going with this because I know I talked to you about this. Before. Yes, so I found out. I forgot how I found out. Because I told you my aunt lived in West Haven, so we go visit her. So we would go to the store 
in the 80s oh, called yeah. Upfront. Yep, and on Campbell Ave. And it's this guy, yes, in Campbell Ave, and I, I know how I found out because he made custom license right. plates. Yep. That's how he started his business. And my dad went there to get a custom license plate, and just then he started getting into metal like uh, t-shirts and pins and you know back patches and patches and then like so we'd start going I was, oh dad can we go here and uh, another thing too which is a thing of the past is kids could have jobs if you're 12 years old which well, you'll never have now unless you work <laughs> in a sweatshop i used to yeah. deliver newspapers and about like yeah. if you did that as yeah. a kid so I, I deliver newspapers i would sell at yale bowl the, the football right. games, the concessions, walk around, 12, 13 years old doing this stuff. And that's how I got the money back then to pay right, for this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That shop was just, um, it was one of the first original like hobby, hobby um, head type shops. You know what I mean? Like that was one of the first that I knew of. Yeah, yeah. If you wanted to get like spiked, they had like spiked bands. Right. Not that I, yeah, <laughs> that is, but yeah. But you would get like, yeah, you get yes, all bands. that type of stuff, which which you couldn't find anywhere else. So going there, this was like a huge deal. And they had you licensed know? tour shirts, like concert shirts. Yeah, every of like every metal band you could think of. I mean, I remember going in there, and he'd have them all pinned up like on the wall. You know what I mean? Like you'd have the counter yeah. and then you'd have like a mall placed in the back of the wall and all around. And um it was like a you know, a little like metalhead guy that, that owned it. Um and uh yeah, that place was great, man. I used to go there all the time. That and there was another store on Kimball Ave towards more of the beginning end, um, called the New York okay. store. And that's where I used to get and yeah. he specialized in like gag toys. And um, Transformers and GoBots. And I remember going there buying GoBots. We would walk there and buy GoBots. But these were, now were these a bootleg GoBots? I, I don't know where he got them from, but they were, no, they were, I think they were real, real GoBots. Okay. Cause I know like it was almost like a Chinatown type place. It's called the New York store because they would have bootleg stuff because I got bootleg yeah, wrestling figures the same there. Thing. I mean, he had like, he was like, he basically, the guy was like he had like a he was a really cool guy he had like silver curly hair and a mustache i remember the owner he wore like a leather jacket and he was like just a cool guy to talk to because at that time he was going to concerts and stuff you know you look up to older people doing cool stuff but you know that was the thing i mean you'd walk to stores you could do all that kind of stuff back then the the world was like your adventure now there was no like social media obviously back then so like you just hung around with you know your your peers and i remember we would go to like skate world too every saturday night we would we would roller we would hang out at skate world and they had like a little arcade section there and, and they would play yeah, like yeah. i remember john distinctly we would go to skate world on saturday nights my my neighbor's sister would drop us off because she was older and she was driving back then and we were on and she would drive us there and you always had to have like a concert shirt on and they would always play dream warriors mm -hmm. doc and dream warriors was out dream warriors was out back then and they would always play that and okay. all the kids would go crazy when that song came on i remember they used to play that song every That's night cool. every time we went in there every saturday night they'd play it that's funny. See now in, in Hamden, 
it's funny how that was a, a big thing for a while, the roller skating. There was a place, Roller Dome in Hamden. I would go there, and they, yeah, they play music. And then there's another place that was more of the metal place in North Haven called Roller Haven. I've heard of that, I don't know yeah. if you've ever heard of that. Yeah. And they play more like the metal, the, more of the metal crowd there. And then, like, then that trend started dying off. And then, like, in Hamden, everybody would go ice skating. Not roller skating anymore. After when that place closed down, the the roller dome place. I remember. Yeah, we had like bicycle and skateboard shops in West Haven. That was big. We skateboard. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that was a big trend yeah, back then. Face, yeah, you know, kids would be riding bikes, and we had the shit house down in West Haven, and everybody would just hang out there, and we would play like music, um, and just chill out and hang out, and we'd have like um this place Danny's pizza that would sell pizza slices. And then we had this Italian ice place and we had like a book place that I would get my mad magazines from called newsstand four <laughs> down by the beach. And I would get my, I would get my wrestling magazines, my mad magazines and um, cracked and all that, all that, shit, <laughs> all that stuff. I would buy oh God. Yeah. The wrestling, that was, uh, that's when it really started to pick up in the eighties. Christ. Yeah, right. I mean, if you Coliseum going to see, um, Matt Saturday events, you know, New Haven Coliseum going to see concerts, all that stuff is just gone now, but the, this is another funny thing. Just how things are totally different. I don't know if you ever did this. I only did it once before pay-per-view came out. There was closed circuit television. And we, we went to see WrestleMania 2, my dad told me, uh, closed circuit television. I was like, what is that? I just heard it. I think he's like, oh, you watch it, you know, uh, you know, there. I'm like, huh? Like, I'm thinking television, like you're watching it on like a little like TV screen. So then you go, it's like a big giant really? like movie screen in the arena. <laughs> yes, you walk in the Coliseum, it's like this gigantic movie screen and they, so it's live so you pay admission, just like a regular event. You sit down, and you're watching it on like a giant movie screen live. So that was because there was no pay-per-view at the time. So that's another thing that was really completely different. And it's just funny. I'm thinking back. And they're selling merchandise. I bought a, a Hot Rod Roddy Piper shirt my dad got me. And the Roddy Piper foam, it was an orange foam finger. That's funny. Yeah. And and my neighborhood friends were all in the row together, and we're all like yelling and stuff as if this was actually like <laughs> like they're live in front right, of us, right. <laughs> you know, which is really hilarious. And the and the horror uh, and there is a horror uh, element to this because Elvira was commentating oh, oh, oh. for the main event yeah. with uh, Hulk Hogan cool. and uh, <laughs> King Kong Bundy. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, no, the Elvira days. Yeah, watching. I remember watching that with my mother. Channel twenty, yeah. I believe it was. Yep. And that was like it was heavily advertised. I remember. I remember one particular episode. Like it was, uh, they made it out like it was a big event at the time. It was Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is a horrible movie. But... <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I was like, oh, I, I gotta watch this. And I'm like, yeah, this is ridiculous. It was... Yeah, the little small room where they're having the the conference. It's a little small room, and they fit in there. <laughs> yeah, that's a doozy. That's a classic, um, classic cult film. What a doozy. Yeah, I mean, but she would always have. I remember Elvira would always have like um, 
spooky, like these people get caught in a castle and it's like haunted type shows, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of them were older yeah. movies, foreign movies at times. Like, there's one, like, the one, like, you're talking, I know there's one, like, uh, an Italian movie that they're yeah, in a castle. Yeah, always, like, in spooky music and, like, um, she would always have those, like, Let's Scare Jessica to Death, those type of movies would be on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that film, but that's a classic. It was filmed in Connecticut, actually, Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Really yeah. strange movie. Oh, uh, like, yep. Um, but they yep. would always have those kind of movies on. And then I transcended from there, Elvira, I would watch Up All Night, Rhonda Shears Up All Night, and she would have real B movies on there. Like, like, like yeah. Yeah, because that started, I think, in 89 yeah. is when um, that started, I think. So right at the tail end. Think, yeah. USA. And then Gilbert Godfrey right, took right. over, right? Yeah. Um, but I, obviously, I like the Rhonda Shear aspect more than. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> for some strange reason, I don't know why, but yeah, but yeah, but lots of, yeah, lots of, like, you know, like, what, like, like, Vice yeah, Academy, really right, like, movies, stuff like, like that, Blades, you know, like, um, a lot of, like, Wendy o. Williams films, and there would be, like, porn stars in there, yeah. you didn't know it as a kid, obviously, but, like, you'd have, like, Vice Squad, and, and those kind of movies, really, really yeah. be type of movies um on there all the time and then she would do like funny commentary in between which you don't see either that's a dying tv yeah me too i mean yeah yeah they were so fun though i mean all the all of those things were like an introduction into my uh film um you know like being really into movies and stuff is watching like the hitchhiker on usa and tales from the dark side and then later on, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hitchhiker, yeah. I remember, like, I, I was specifically interested because they had an episode. If you remember, Regine Simmons was in it, so I'm like, oh, because I was a big yeah, Fist they fan. Would have and right. he and Gene's a drug dealer. He's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you remember that, like, he's like this, like, you know, the like the big That's kingpin. Cool. It was, it was pretty yeah. funny watching. I'm it. not surprised. Yeah, I mean, they would have like goofball guest appearances and stuff, like of 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 notable notable people and stuff, always on them. And and um, the Hitchhiker before people, you know, before somebody got their big break, they'd be on there, or you know. No, would that start on HBO and then like then went to USA? I, I that, like I think that's what Canada, happened. And then it came over to America and USA. But a girlfriend of mine was okay. just telling me the other day. I did not know this that the first couple of episodes that aired in Canada, Paige Fletcher wasn't the hitchhiker. It was oh, another okay. guy. I forgot his name. Then something okay. happened where he didn't work out, and then they got Paige Fletcher to do the commentary huh. and be the hitchhiker. You know what I mean? But which I thought was interesting because I've only known it as Paige Fletcher when I started watching in, in okay. the 80s um, on USA. But, um, you know, I have the whole Just box want. set. No, I love that show. But um, that was a time period of like where like two fisted tales were big, like twist ending type of sitcom. I'm not sitcom, but, um, you know, episodes were big back then, which kind of died too. Um, but that was big back then. I mean, and then of course you had Tales from the Crypt that ran from like eighty nine to ninety six or something. Or earlier, I think. I think it was early, sometime earlier in the eighties, because then Monsters came out. That was later. If you remember, start off Tales, Tales from the Dark early, Side. Yeah. Then that ended. Yeah, and then Monsters, which was similar but not as yeah, good, Monsters and that came out like like It always had featured a monster. I used to watch that. It was good too. Yeah. 
It was it was okay, but your Tales from the Dark Side, like that's still I mean it, it still holds up, I think, some of those um, episodes. Yeah, it's it's obviously because it's in the mid eighties, the production is really dark and gritty, but that's what makes it great. But the writing was Yeah, it's low budget. It's George Romero's right. the one who uh, who helmed it. Yeah. But it, it's worth yeah, checking the, out. The, the writing um, and the, 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 the episodes were fantastic. They were really creepy and like really good writing and really really fascinating twist endings. To I know Tom Savini had you know uh, he did some of the effects in certain episodes. Yeah. I remember. Yes, he did. Um, yeah. But there was a lot of big people tied to it. It was it was a very influential series. It really was, um, and the, it had the greatest opening with the, with with the narrator. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the music and then oh, the yeah. trees and everything. Oh yeah, I was fascinated by it. But I used to watch. And that was like Saturday night, like late Saturday yeah, nights so is when it was on on Channel Twenty. But I would go was, out right? and I would come home and watch them on my couch when I was living at home, and I just was fascinated by them. I loved them, and then I'd go to bed. But they were great stories. Um, the Hitchhiker more so because I was a little older when that was out. But Tales in the Dark Side, I was a younger mm-hmm. kid, obviously, but I watched them. But yeah. um. It was the precursor, really. I mean, it influenced, you know, now you have like these, I really kind of influenced the anthology craze of like um, body bags and stuff like that. And all these anthologies coming out, uh, holidays and stuff like that, because that's basically what it, it was like an, an hour story. It told you a story for like an hour. You know what I mean? And then right at the the tail end, like I think sort of eighty nine was Tales from the Crypt. That, I think of that more of a ninety show because it started yeah, in eighty nine. But yeah, ninety six ended at ninety six. That was yeah. my favorite. I loved Tales from the Crypts. I have seven seasons yeah. on on DVD box sets original. I love them. I mean, <laughs> you know, fanatical, but um, those were great. I mean, you know, just fantastic. But um, they they were horror and they influenced a lot of stuff you know yeah and there's other things too that came out sometimes sometimes horror sometimes sci-fi too but uh i don't know if you ever watched they redid uh alfred hitchcock presents yeah, in the right. 80s yep. and twilight zone yeah. in the 80s some of them are good some of them not so good well they had like you night know gallery they had the twilight zones original and they had night gallery which was a spin-off those were yeah, that was the seventies. Right, yeah. But I don't know if I'm talking. Like, do you ever see the remakes that they made? Like, totally, totally new episodes, totally different in the eighties of Alfred yeah, Hitchcock yeah, and Twilight Zone. Yep. yep, the remake. Okay. And they also did Twilight Zone too. They remade the Twilight Zone. Yeah. I remember one specific episode where there was a lady in a woman's prison, and she became friends with the guy, the Moore guy, and she made a deal with okay. him. She gave him money or something to bury her, and then he ends up having a heart attack, and that's a twist ending. And she's stuck down there waiting for him to bury her out, and he had a heart attack, so he couldn't bury her out. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess he and didn't dig her out, huh? Because I'm close to, she was stuck in the coffin, buried in the, and <laughs> it was freaky. I remember that one episode. It was a new Twilight Zone episode. I remember yeah. that specific one, and um. But, yeah, I mean, I watched all of those. I, I even watched Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories, which wasn't so much horror. It was that, more sci-fi. Yeah, there's but, some of them have some horror. But, yeah, it's it's a really – that's a really well-done show. Because we is. just started learning. I just started rewatching some of those. And I haven't seen them I mean, since it's they Steven you know, first aired. Project, so, you know, it's kind of good. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, those were fantastic too. I mean, I mean, I watched all of those kind of shows. Um, Outer Limits, the newer ones. My mom was really big into Outer Limits. She watched those all the time. But um, yeah, all that stuff was just great TV, which you don't really see now. You don't, you, you know, you don't see that on TV anymore. Now everything's like streaming now. There, there's some good stuff. I just think it's not as, I don't know, not consistent maybe. No, I mean, I mean, even like just that kind of um, words, like twist ending type of stories. I don't really see those. Yeah. No, no. What's the closest thing they have now on Shutter? The new Creep Show, maybe. Right, which is not an original idea. You know what I mean? It's like not really something new, but it's really great. I mean, I love yeah. the first season, but um. You know, you see, it's funny, John, you see like the influence of the 80s and, and so much now, which is great. Like like movies like Summer of 84. It's mm-hmm. it's like so. Stand by me, like Stephen King meets Alfred Hitchcock type of uh, a feel to it. You know what I mean? It's really good. Yeah, no, the, the, I mean, yeah, there's so, yeah, because that's and it's. Uh, it's similar to like I think that's kind of like taking off the success of uh, Stranger Things, right. sort of, yeah. you know, which is like that. I don't know if you didn't see the last season of it, right? Did you by any chance? No, no? I, I, the, I gotta catch. No, I, I watched most of Stranger Things season, but I didn't catch the last season. But... Th- this I think you really like is they really like because there's certain you know you'll see. You know, uh, current uh, shows and movies try and do the 80s and they don't get it right. This, they really got it right with the mall, how the mall was so big in the right, 80s. Yeah. And it, it, they they actually got it down right. So, I mean, yeah, they're, they're doing some things right. Yeah, I mean, the arcades and, and the bike gangs. Yeah. All that stuff's from, like, Goonies and, and it just instant by me. Yeah. You, you could just see it seeping through. The influence is undeniable, um, which I like. I really do. I'm glad they're doing it. And a lot of kids are really getting into that kind of stuff too. You know, it's funny when I wear like a stranger thing, shirt, I'll have like young kids start talking to like 15 years right. old, having well, conversations. I have a stranger things hat that I bought. I, I bought from like tar- somewhere and uh, it's a really cool stranger things hat. And I wear it once in a while and I'll see like a kid will come up, you know, I'll start talking to me about stuff. Yeah. It's really popular. And I'm glad that kids are, are, are taking a liking to it um but you know it goes back to those movies where like we grew up with like you know like bill and ted's excellent adventure i saw that in the fourplex and (laughs) all those kind of movies you know it has that teen element to it yeah yeah it's it's uh it was a simpler time i guess right yeah because you didn't have i mean the technology and social media wasn't didn't take over the world yet no, you had to create your own entertainment. You had to leave your house, right? We have to go. When you see, it's funny, you say Bill and Ted's, they're going to hang out at the convenience store. Like, you would go. I'd have one not too far from my house. And you go, you see people hang out there, talk, I mean, and, you, you know. know. That film is just, it's so, it's so what the time was. You know, like, you know, the Wild Stallions and, like, Alex Winters' character was just so 80s with the, the, the pattern button downs and the backwards hat and, you know, doing the ear guitar and stuff. It's just, you know, like, <laughs> obsessed with Van Halen and stuff. I mean, that was the time period. If you were, like, in your teens in, in the 80s, that's how it was. 
you know, um, yeah, was that was the culture. I mean, uh, uh, you know, it's funny to see uh, film like, you know, sci-fi horror films and stuff becoming so popular now versus back then. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't really wasn't really yeah it wasn't really accepted i remember in high school uh i let a friend of mine borrow a fangoria magazine and uh the teacher looked at us like we're crazy for reading this (laughs) yeah right i mean yeah you know it's it's now you know it's cool to have um you know horror magazines and 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 stuff and horror t-shirts and stuff but back then it wasn't uh really if you're in high school collecting action figures i thought you were crazy Right, right exactly and now, now it's now it's completely normal. Yeah, I mean, I I liked I had I was a big magazine guy in high school, and uh, uh, you know I I liked my shows, and I and I was always into movies, but I had like a collection of movie posters, and I was like that type of kid. I had all the movie posters. Yeah. I had a you know you laugh you laugh at this, but I had my license to drive poster hanging in my room. <laughs> which I, yeah, yeah, you're, I had I had an Elvira poster. You had a license to yeah, drive poster. I mean, I <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not embarrassed. I love that. <laughs> Absolutely, it's, I, I grew up with it. It, awesome. it was a funny movie, and 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 you know, I could I could put it on today, and it makes me laugh. If I'm if I'm in a bad mood, that's great. I could throw it on, and I'm laughing. I still want to know how they towed that car so fast. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's exaggerated. <laughs> you know, it's an exaggerated film, obviously, but it's just you know. Part of my growing up, I mean, that and Stand By Me, loved, I, you know, I saw that in the theater, um, staple, those kind of staple films that. I have another question now, Neil, yeah. but now the, you didn't have any issues, like, because you mostly went to the fourplex. Now, did you ever have to pull this stunt when you were a kid? Uh, there's a few theaters, especially in Hamden, the, the first run theater, which was where um, the Hamden Mart was. If you were uh, under eighteen, they would not let you in unless you had a parent or guardian. Right? Yeah, and NC seventeen. So I had to pull stunts. So we had to do. I this is a memory I have. My friends and I wanted to see Phantasm two, but they wouldn't let us in. So we had to lie and say we had to look and see what movies playing on the same side of the theater and Arthur Two on the Rocks. Yeah, you go playing. into. So we all had to get tickets for Arthur Two on the Rocks. I said okay, and then we went and we just went to right, Phantasm. Right. Yeah, we did that stuff too. Obviously, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you would stick around too if you want to see another movie and go in. You check to see the time it played after and stuff. Yeah, yeah. we played all those gags and stuff. Like, you know, we'd let people in the back door and stuff. <laughs> Well, this yeah, that was the, that was another thing we did. We, so like, my brother and I were walking. Yeah, they oh, the people were leaving the theater in the back right. door, literally going on an alley in Hamden. So we went in, and we're like, okay, what's playing? Like, what's good that we that's playing? We we saw it was uh, Return Living Dead Part Two. So that's what we <laughs> went. To. That's the theater we walked in to see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, and that 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 was like part of the fun of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. We would bring our own candy in and stuff. That was all the fun of it. I mean, I don't know if you remember the drive-ins. I yes, Rambo. very very I young. Rambo's yeah, there Rambo two and stuff at the drive. There was one in West Haven, right? Uh, a drive-in. 
Yeah. Is that where you saw yeah, it or no? I don't remember where it was. Okay. There was one here, yeah, and there was one in Milford too, I believe. Okay, when I was really, really young, there was one in Hamden, actually. There was one in Milford um year when I was a kid too, growing um but But those like closed like when I was yeah, really, I think, really I young. I think there's still one in Southington or something. Yeah. There is. And we went to see actually poltergeist there. Oh wow. That's cool. Yeah. No, they're they're cool the the drive ins. Like, you know, it's just you could yeah. you know, you had the headset, the little antenna you put on your car and Yeah, so now yeah, when we do it now it just comes right through your radio oh, now. Yeah. So you know you don't have to do yeah you have to worry about any of that now. Yeah, technology, but yeah, I mean all that stuff was big. Um, you know, you, I, I'm glad I grew up in a you know you don't have you didn't have all that like fucking Facebook and all that shit. <laughs> and stuff like that, you know. I mean, you just kind of hung out. Now here's a question though. You're speaking about the trends and stuff like that. Now, did you ever get into the breakdancing trend of the eighties? Yeah, my my buddy Co. Shout out to Co. Half Fusco. I'll, I'll have him take a listen to this because he'll get a kick out of it. Good friend of mine I grew up with. He lived, he lived in my friend Co. Who I'm still friends with today. You know Co. Too. Yeah. Um, he lived in Riverside, California. His mother lived there, so he lived there. But his father lived here. Rest in peace to, to Pete Fusco, one, one of the greatest guys. Uh, anyway, but his father lived here. And we would sleep. His father was like really, he was like an old school punk rocker dude. He'd have like punk punk rock posters on his wall. And he was really into like the music scene. Really cool guy. Um, he lived in New Haven and we would skateboard. We were skateboarders and we would go sleep over his house and stuff when Co would spend the summers here. But Co was always up above on the trend. So me and my brother, he would come here and tell us about the trend. He would get into stuff there in California because they got it first before here. And then he'd come over here and got it, get us into it. So he was getting into Run DMC at the time and like Houdini, all these like hip hop bands. And stuff, and getting into breakdancing over in California, and he'd bring it over here. And I remember we got out like cardboards, a bunch of cardboards, and we cut them out, and we fucking we would like breakdance on them and shit. We, like, the wind and, stuff. and we came back with like Puma suede's and the Adidas outfits and shit. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, the, the, that was you remember the fat laces? Fat that was laces a big deal back stuff. then. Yeah, oh yeah. The Adidas shell toes with the fat laces. He got all into that stuff. But then he went back and I remember he came back and he started getting into like punk and like suicidal tendencies and yeah. stuff. So he'd come back here and he got us all into that kind of stuff, like suicidal tendencies and listening to like surf kind of punk yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, that's where I got yeah, from Co. So um, yeah, we, we, we went through all that stuff, absolutely. <laughs> this is a funny thing about what you're saying about the cardboard breakdancing. We went to the store with my grandfather, I think it was like Bradley's or something like that, and they had, do you remember the Alfonso Ribeiro breakboard? Goodbye. <laughs> no. <laughs> we went, <laughs> I saw it, yes. Yeah. So I said, oh, he's like, I said, can you buy me this? He's like, what is this? And I'm trying to explain it to him. And I go, <laughs> and I go home and I take it out and I show him. He's like, I can't believe whatever it costs. I can't believe I just spent $20 it on cardboard. 
Dodging. We used, we used like boxes that were mine. Yeah. We just broke them down. Yeah, this, the, 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 the gimmick on this was it was slick. It was it was like yellow and blue, and they came with instructions on how to break dance. Of course, I was terrible. I almost broke my neck trying to do this. Yeah. We had the boom box, <laughs> the big boom box with the two tape decks. Remember those? I remember my... My grandfather, oh, yeah. my, 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 we, he bought me a red Sony one. I remember like a little red Sony one. And, and like, I remember having a bunch of cassette tapes and I brought that thing around everywhere. It was like a little red, bright red Sony, candy apple, red Sony. Um, and then, you know, I had the Walkmans later on, but um, yeah, all that stuff too, man. I had, you know, we had the cassettes, we'd play them. Shit. Yeah. I mean. And you love the fat boys, fat right? boys, all that stuff. Run DMC. Grew up with all that stuff, yeah, for sure. Now, did you go see Breaking? That was a big deal. We had to see Breaking and Breaking Two in the theaters. Electric Boogaloo, I remember. My mom brought us, and she went to go see Johnny Dangerously because that was coming up. So she didn't want to see in that because it was rated R. So we went to to go see. Um, we wanted to see Breaking, you know, Electric Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo with like Turbo and Ozone and shit. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck yeah, all that stuff, and of course, crush groove. And this is my brother's gonna get mad at me because uh, we we saw that in the theaters, and he wore he had this red spike <laughs> bracelet, and in the middle <laughs> of the movie, he just raises his fist and yells "fresh," oh <laughs> and some guy goes "shut up," <laughs> fresh. Super dope, fresh. Yeah, I mean, you know, white suburban kids. It's just, you know, it's just funny. But that was a part of that was a part of the pop culture. I mean, Breaking Two was big. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember Crush Groove too. Both of those. Crush Groove was great because it yeah. was a story of Def Jam. That was more yeah. serious. That was more. Yeah, that was with LL Cool J, right? Yeah, that had the Fat Boys in it too, right? Like how Def Jam came to be. Yeah, but I mean, okay. back then I didn't know. I just saw a bunch of rappers. Yeah. And like, you know, fucking, um, you know, um, Sheila E was hot back then. And like Sheena East, all those people that were in it. Um, but I even remember I loved Purple Rain with Apollonia. You oh, know? yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I just watched it over and over again. Yeah. It was a big you deal know? back then. Absolutely. But um, yeah, that was a big movie back then. Um, But. Um, yeah, I remember going to see that too and being really into print, you know, into the music and prints and stuff. This is all my childhood, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, all those kind of trends. We even went through like we, we were into yo yo's. Remember the Duncan yo yo's? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, mean, yes, like, I do remember that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was terrible at that too. I tried and made it look the guy made it look easy in the right. commercials. But you try it now, it's all and it's all knotted up and, and I everything. Remember we yeah. got laser tag one year for Christmas, which was a oh, yeah, we played that. We just fucking we played everything, man. Laser tag was cool, <laughs> uh, but we you know, we'd jump around on the couches and hide behind and, and, and fucking play stuff. <laughs> but you know, I mean, like that, that stuff was fun, it was just it was just fun back then. It was just simple to go to the store and just buy garbage pail kids. Right? Yeah, I mean, you you know the place, Bayshore Enterprises. God, that place was like a fem- uh, That place was just Disneyland for 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 pop culture. It was down over in the docks here. Yeah, I know you've been there, West Haven, up in the docks. Oh yeah. And the funny thing about Bayshore Enterprises is, 
Mr. Finer fucking looked like the Crypt Keeper. He really did. He looked like a living Crypt Keeper. He had like the glasses and the long. He just he looked like it. He hated kids. He was grouchy. And um, we used to go in there buy rock candy and buy our garbage pail kids. And I buy Tales from the Crypt, the read the the re um prints there, and stuff. I buy like my Captain Kara and Amazing Cruise. Oh my god. Yeah, I buy a lot of DC DC yeah. comics mostly from there. Is but what the guy I buy. had everything. It was just a novelty shop. He had like you know, oh, yeah. baseball cards and um, coins, collectible coins. I mean, you name it, that guy had it. It was just it was a hobby shop, really. I... And he used to run. I don't know if you ever go to like his baseball card and comic nah. shows. He used to run in uh, West Haven, Knights of Columbus. Really? Yeah, he used to run them, and that was. Yeah, that those were really really Mr. good at Finer, the time. Yeah, long passed away, but yeah, he was grouchy. But he yeah, he looked like yeah. the crypt keeper man. That guy, he was, <laughs> you know, he really did. Just he was a scary looking guy, but he 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 yeah he loved that shop for a long time, and we bought my whole garbage pail kid collection there. Yeah. But yeah, now it's it's just you don't see stores like that anymore. Where you just walk in and see like thousands of things. You know, now right, everything's right. online. Yeah, now, I mean, all the stuff you could buy online, he he had in there. Um, any kind of of collectible card, um, that came out, he had them. Uh, all sorts of candy, dollar candies, um, those old fashioned like dollar cinnamon dollar candies he had in there. Rock candy, you'd buy like a rock candy. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really. Yeah, I didn't pay attention to the candy that much. I would just go in that back yeah, room where all, all the comics were. I just, the I didn't really. <laughs> all of them. Okay. Here, um, in boxes. Yeah. Um, just tons of comics. Yeah, comics galore. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was a great place, man. We hung out in there all the time when we were kids. Um, all the we'd go there all the time to spend hours in there. And I mean that was only the really only comic place that that I went to because it was it was two minutes away from me. Yeah, in West Haven at that time that was the only thing, and then later they opened up Time Tunnel. I don't know if you ever went there. I I think so. Yeah, it was, but I remember that was on Campbell Avenue as as Bayshore Enterprises. Bayshore Enterprises, my shit. Yeah, that was that was my, my haven. I went there all the time. Yeah. Um. And I mean, I don't even remember when that closed down. It's been been years. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't even know what it is now. It's still it's, it's like like some like boat place or something. Some kind of yeah thing. But, yeah, I have no clue. Um, yeah, that 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 place though was just that those kind of places were were really cool places, man. Fun stuff. That you know, I don't know if kids would be so into that now. You go in more adult. No, and then you another thing. I'm sorry. What's that? Nostalgia in these places. It's yeah, yeah. I don't know if kids like. There's like you know they care more about the superhero movie than the actual right, comic books right, now. Yeah, I don't think they really I mean, care exactly. as much. You know. You know, but but those weren't as spectacular as they are now. I remember Superman one and two. You know, like Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> Superman 3 is still the best I'm still yeah, sticking like with that Superman one I don't care what anyone you know. says That's the best one um, But I mean you had, 
you had like but then the you just had like those and you had um you know Batman came out in eighty nine which was a big deal. Yeah. That was like the biggest event in the world at the time. And the the other thing that's different too back then, which you don't really see now, is they would actually advertise on billboards for movies. I remember seeing billboards with the right, Batman yeah. logo with the yeah. date like June twenty ninth. Well, 29th. I mean, I was big on the lobby posters. I was into that stuff as a kid. I was going to the fourplex, and like I got to collect the yeah. posters and stuff. But I loved the poster. I loved posters of movies, and I had a big collection of yeah. them. Um, of all the movies I liked, like teen movies, I had all of them, like Breakfast Club. I had all those kind of posters. Um, the original, like lobby posters, like not the re. You know what I mean? The ones they had hanging. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. yeah the so, actual theatrical posters. You know, yeah. Just you know, kids collected stuff more back then. I mean, now it's more adults collecting, like comic, comic, like more like figures. Yeah, it's become a big thing, like conventions. And stuff and, and everything, but yes, you, you know, it's different now. It is. This is the one thing I will say with, with the younger generation that's kind of similar to us is that when we were kids, we would, you know, we'd go to the video store and we'd see like movies and like, oh wow, like you just look at the artwork, you have no idea. If the movie was good or not, you would just kind of base yeah, it on that, and you would just rent it, you yep. know. And they, and there, and there are younger kids actually doing that with Blu-rays now. They're, you know, they're just they're like blindly well, they buying stuff, now. you know, they like uh, like you know, where you don't even know yeah. what you're getting. Yeah, they'll get stuff like like Vinegar Syndrome has a subscription service, and I see like there's like a group on Facebook, and and there's a lot of younger kids saying, oh, "I don't know yeah, what I'm gonna cool. get, but I'm gonna give it a chance." So 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 there are it, it's weird that it's like that, but you know because most people yeah, are just like, I "Oh, I can just look. Let me look on like YouTube for a trailer." I thought they were just like with Shutter and Netflix and. It, it, it's a weird thing because I think. Like I'm getting older, and I'm kind of like downsizing what I'm buying, and like young, the younger generation. Because the thing is, I've I already bought everything right, right. on VHS and DVD. I'm not going to keep rebuying on Blu-ray. So I have a lot of stuff I want. There's a few things I'll rebuy on Blu-ray, and there's some here and there I'll still buy some stuff. But I'm kind of like I have so much stuff I've amassed over the years. I don't need to keep buying. Whereas a lot of younger kids, like this is what they're collecting. There's a lot of people like that's their that's collection cool. is yeah. Blu-rays. I mean, you got places like the Archive, which is fantastic. Yeah, I absolutely love that place. That place yeah. is like Disneyland. When I go, I went with you in there a couple of times. But you could buy like old video watchdog <laughs> magazines there, like you know, from just issues from the eighty. You could buy, you know, um, the just Star Logs or whatever. They just have stuff in there that you can't. You know what I mean? Like collectible stuff just for like film geeks. And you could find a movie in there that you really can't find anywhere yeah. else. They specialize. No, and some of the stuff, like, and once it sells out, like, the price really does, like, appreciate. It's like, well, right. the slip covers, like, spookies, like, those are selling for, like, $65 now. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. But, yeah, it's it's really now, like, a, a new collectible thing, too. Right. And people are actually yeah. watching I mean, the movies. You know, it's 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 become a big market of like hard to find and in and, and re, re what's be got, gotten popular 
is I've seen in the last with like, you know, like Macabre, Mondo Macabre and 88, all these kind of companies is that there's a guy I follow on YouTube that I don't know where he gets the money from, but he has a fucking ridiculous collection of, of just like distributing distribution company collections. Like he'll, he'll do his videos and I'll have, Oh yeah, this is my uh, Mondo Macabre. I have every single one that they, they re um, what do they call it? Um, vinegar syndrome does it too. Re, um, transfers, transfers. That's getting big now. Like transferring old movies okay. onto yeah. like, you know, Blu-rays or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. They'll, yeah. They'll get the Trans- rights and they'll remaster it. They'll clean but it up. They'll add course. like commentary or, you know, this guy yeah. goes by mood. Six one six. Yeah. Follow him. Anybody that likes to watch those kind of movies. Cause this guy's got a sick fucking collection. I don't know where he gets the money from, but he's got like <laughs> the whole collection of like 88 films, a whole collection of transferred films of Edgar Bay of all this like stuff. Yeah. I'm like, Holy, but, like the guy could literally open up a video store. It's amazing. Um, and I don't know if you've seen yeah. that, but like me and you would would get a hoot out of going to this thing in California one time when all this um fucking COVID shit clears where you can travel. But I don't know if you know this guy. Look it up. Slashback video. It's a whole theme they do in California where it's okay. this guy that opened up a whole um like fugaz like fake like video store. And it's like, he literally has okay. like car, um, the cardboard cutouts in there, like a ticket booth, and you could get a membership there. And it's like, oh, okay, it's like that's cool. Huge horror section, the original posters, the unreleased posters, they're all there. And you just you buy a ticket and you could go in there, and he sells like T-shirts from it and stuff like that. It's called Slashback Video. But it's like something that I'd love to fucking go to. Okay, I'll check it out. My buddy Ben's been there. Yeah. Man Ben, who I follow, he's been there and he he says it's awesome. Okay. But it's for like film geeks like us. But like, you know, I wish they had something like that around here. But you know what I mean? I would, that's something I would love to go Mm -hmm. to. But it brings you back to that video store culture time. You know, that's like long gone now. But, like, that whole ritual I loved, you know. But it's, like, these nostalgic kind of theme people are kind of bringing these things back. Which, Like, you kind of went to one with Laura, didn't you? Like, in Florida or something? Like, a hot... What's that? Oh, oh, well, they had... It was uh, Halloween Horror Nights. But the whole theme was... It's an 80s theme. So, everything was, like, 80s, like, you know... uh, colors like the bright like neon colors the music yeah. was all 80s like synth music yeah, like do, and like synth music like they do in your favorite yeah, no, Revenge it, of the nerds when that's yeah <laughs> the competition <laughs> with lamar yes with yeah with the uh with the beat it jacket but I mean, yeah, like like that kind of stuff that you went to. I mean, I would love to go, go to those kind of things, but they just they don't do them here on the East Coast, really. But there's there's still hope. They're still making these, right? There's still they're, physical they're, media. Yeah. You know, at least we still have like a, a store like the archive, right? So there's 
we'll have to see what happens. With yeah, the I mean, and it's growing. Like I know it ex- extended its hours and it, it branched, out, it remodeled, and and people go in there. It's busy all the time because people, people like you know they they like this stuff. I mean, I remember there was guys go. I go in there and there'd be guys fucking spending two hundred dollars in there, which is great. Obviously, they have money, but they were buying stuff. But you could buy like box sets that you can't get yeah. anywhere, like you know. Movies that are out of print, or you know, stuff like that, there um, that you can't get, and like you know, and if you notice, like you go to the stores, like fucking you know, Best Buy, the whole DVD section is dwindling. It's down to like one aisle now, where yeah. you know used to be yeah. a whole section. Yeah, yeah, the big you know, the big box stores. Yeah, yeah they're I mean, definitely Walmart cutting back and all that. Loaded with movies. You know, it's just that the streaming is just what what killed all of that. You know, everybody streams everything now. And I can't, I mean, I'm a sucker. I do it too. You know, I mean, I have Shudder and Netflix, but it's kind oh, yeah. of forcing everybody to do it. Um, you know, I watch movies constantly on there. Um, you know, I mean, I review them too, but like... Um, you know, I see a lot of shit stuff and I see a lot, some, a lot of good stuff. Well, what these, what, what's funny, these, these things, yeah. these um, services are smart. They're doing exclusives. And a lot of the movies are good. Like, they'll have Netflix exclusives and they'll have, like, Shutter exclusives. And they're great. You know what I mean? That's a cool yeah. idea. Yeah. No, there, I mean, there are some, I mean, I will say there are still, like, you know, good things being made, you know. There's a lot of crap, but, you know, but we we still do find some good Yeah, there's know, a lot of low production made. shit shows that are, like, trying to grab that 80s nostalgia movies on there <laughs> that are, like, just fucking yeah. really horrible. Like, really bad. <laughs> like, I won't even do a review of them. Yeah, so there's, like, no thought like, put into outfit, it. There's this outfit. Yeah. I don't know who's going no, to I, this stuff. I'm going to get in trouble. They're going to contact me. But Kings of Horror... They're fucking movies. They'll distribute. Okay. They'll distribute a pile of shit. I mean, they're horrible okay. movies. Yeah. But you know, I mean, how much are they giving these filmmakers to distribute? You know, it's just a whole weird market now, where like you know, people are making films and just putting them out type, thing, which you didn't have really eighties. Yeah, because it's easier to make. Yeah. yeah, it's easier to make. So yeah, it's easier to distribute and. There's no cost into just right. uploading it, so you don't have to like physically make you know media. You now you get, just upload you it, and that's it. So, on, like these so that's why anything could be made. Them, like you could get them on, you know, these low distribution yeah. companies. You could get them to air them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I don't, you know, it's but there's just so many now. So many. There is, yeah, there is, yeah. It, it's crazy how many platforms there are now. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of good films on these things. I really have, which I've reviewed and given good good reviews on for, um, you know, a lot of them, especially like Shudder and and Netflix. Yeah, no, they have some really good things on Shudder, like uh, like what is it, the Furies? Yeah, like I thought that was really good. I haven't seen that, but like, uh, I liked it. I I think you'll um, like it. The cover, like it says, the Furies in purple, and it has like the girl on it. Yeah, I gotta check mm-hmm. that one out. But like, even yeah. like these these series, like docu- like cursed films and stuff, they're really good. Yeah, that's really good. You know? Yeah, 
Yeah, so that's um, which is a plus for these these type of things. But um, like, yeah, I'll catch a movie, and and some of them are really shit, but some of them are like Summer of '84. I've seen on I think it was a Netflix exclusive. I love that movie, but like I could name a shitload of them: Calibre, um, The Ritual. These are all like exclusive movies just released on that service, mm-hmm. which are really good. They're really entertaining. Yeah. Uh, further await further instructions was really good um these are all movies that i reviewed the ranger i i thought was entertaining um i really liked that one the babysitter was funny um yeah i did yeah that's on shutter right that movie yeah Yeah, i I didn't see that i just saw like the picture of it was ridiculous it's ridiculous but it's fun it's a fun movie and like even like that demon baby, that was yeah. pretty funny too. Um, on there, but I mean, you know, like like there, there's a, sh- a shitload of them, but which which is a good thing, you know. I I think that's a good thing, that that there's so much variety and they keep pumping them out and you could just watch so many movies. And they have the old content yeah, too. They have a lot of old oh, yeah. content. Like you could you throw can still on watch the old slasher films too on there if you dig, you know, some of those services. They'll have them like on um, the cult classics and stuff like that. You could go back and revisit, but yeah, you know, I mean, like I guess it's keeping film, film medium, film, film geeks going. But um, you know, I mean, is it yeah. killing the movie market? I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. We'll see you know, what the, I think the future it's holds. Not a big right? Deal to go to the movies anymore, like it used to be. It's really. I don't know. It might be now after all this, after people uh, haven't gone to the theaters in months, right? They well, might, it mean, might like, completely uh, change everything, right? Want to see classics? They're doused in nostalgia, like like places like these cult classics could work, and stuff like that is like you could see movies yeah. that you love back to back. You know what I mean? It's kind of a mm-hmm. novelty thing. Um, yeah. And I think that works. It's fun. It's a fun night out, you know. But they're familiar movies that people love, and that's what makes it work. Yeah. All right, Neil. We'll wrap this up. Is there uh, anything you want to plug right stuff. now? Um, my, um, you know, please, uh, your audience, if they could go over to the the top ten films uh, Facebook page, and. Uh, click like and um i do my reviews on letterbox you could check out under my name if you're on letterbox boxed um and and you know that, that's really it in my my pod my slowly moving podcast which is so hard to gain an audience um you know my slasher podcast if you're into slasher films um check it out really short podcast yeah short yeah, short um but it might it might be longer next time long when you do podcast. Hell Night. I mean, it's just me kind of breaking down a film for fifteen minutes. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, Hell Night Hell Night's coming up. Uh, that should be a hoot. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, I do movies like those. And if you, you grew up in the eighties and you fucking you love those cheesy eighties slasher films, you'll get a kick out of it. Um, but um, it's called Slasher Times. It's on um, Anchor. It's on all the the, the mediums. There, all the platforms. 
But um, yeah, other than that, just like um, like I said, the my my top ten list on top ten films. Keep checking on going to the website for that. I'm always posting new stuff on there, and that's about it, really. Still breaking the hard way? Well, have I got something for you? The original breakboard, one of the slickest, fastest, lightest, and most durable boards ever made for breaking. The breakboard is easy to carry with its built-in hand grip, so you can take it anywhere. Made from durable corrugated plastic, the breakboard has a cushion surface that reduces pressure on your neck, shoulders, and knees, and it's built to last. The breakboard can be used anywhere, on concrete, on carpet, on most any surface. With the breakboard, you get the smoothest and fastest surface wherever you go. Don't be fooled by the imitations. The original breakboard is not available in stores. Here's how to get yours. Save COD charges by using your Visa or MasterCard. Call 1-800-GET-DOWN. That's 1-800-GET-DOWN. Or send check or money order for $13.95 plus $3.50 shipping and handling. To Breakboard, 1700 Stump Boulevard, Suite 736, Gretna, Louisiana, 70053. Order now. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to it on. Also, please share this podcast with others. To follow us on Instagram, please go to shocking.things.podcast. And to like us on Facebook, it's at Shocking Things Podcast. Our email is shockingthingspodcast at gmail.com. And you can leave a voice message that's located in the show notes. And until next time, try and enjoy the daylight.